According to sources familiar with her, with what she has told federal investigators, she said that Donald Trump wrote her notes, lists of things to do on the back of documents that had clear classification markings, essentially treating those documents as if they were scrap paper. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Bilstead, Vince Petrano here, taking you till 9 o'clock. Greg Pancake Hill will produce the program. Debbie's staying on traffic through 9 o'clock as well as we keep an eye on a couple of these slow spots. Nothing like that. Full freeway shutdown in the western lanes, westbound lanes of I-94. It was happening midday yesterday with that truck with the sort of boom extension. Right. Left partially up. Oof. I drove under that because I was on my way to Wauwatosa to see Connect Chiropractic. How bad did it look? It was a pretty good-sized dent in that front girder there, or that steel beam, whatever that is, on the 35th Street overpass. It looked like a pretty good dent. So it took a while because not only did they have to clean up whatever mess there was, but then also you got to bring people in to assess, okay, is this still safe for people to travel over? Is the integrity of the building or the bridge yeah. okay? Is it safe for people to travel under? Yeah. yeah. Right, And uh, apparently they must have come to that conclusion as a couple of hours later that freeway was back open. So that's the lineup today happening in Madison, the much-anticipated special session of the Wisconsin State Legislature. We have seen this movie over the last several years. It generally starts and ends the same way. Very quickly and very anticlimactic. So what should we make of that? I mean, so the, we talk a lot in our language in the news, you know, they'll, they'll gavel in and gavel out. What does that even mean? So the governor has the power, the authority to call a special session of the legislature, and the legislature is compelled to hold that session. They have to do it right. constitutionally. Yep. yep. But they don't have to do any of the things that the governor has asked them to do. He typically, and Governor Evers is not the first to call a special session. Some governors, with better cooperation with the legislature, will call a special session and things and work will get done. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Governor sends down a menu of things. Uh, I'd love for you all to address all of these issues, maybe even their specific legislative packages, um, all sorts of things that he would like to see the legislators work on. Problem is, yet the leadership in both houses of the legislature, in Republican hands, governor is a Democrat, they don't work well together, they can barely sit in the same room together, they hardly communicate, and they don't hammer things out. So I grant the governor, he has things that he would like to, to move on. He has legislative priorities. He has things that he would like to see done. Perhaps it's business unfinished in the last budget cycle, whatever. And he can't get traction in that where it needs to start in the legislature. So he said, all right, fine. I'm going to call you. I'm going to make you guys come in and address this stuff. In defense of the legislative leadership, this is not how they want to do business. Right? It's very clear because we've done this several times in Governor Tony Evers' first four years, where he calls these special sessions. They've made very clear they don't do business this way. They gavel in, and they gavel out. That's the gavel. That's exactly how it sounds. It's that boring. So what we mean when we say that, right, they call the session to order. They do none of the things that the governor has asked them to address, and they just say, all right, let's adjourn. I'll entertain him. I'll entertain him. I love Robert's Rules of Order. Entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second? Yeah. All in favor? Aye. Done. I see. I, I think they should ham it up a little bit. Do something more because when you just start doing this, it you know it works. The optics don't look good for you, right? If you just go in there and you just hammer in, hammer out. Okay, done. Someone will have that. That video will be circulated today. Sure. 
They'll be there. They'll do the bare minimum of what they have to do. What are you looking for? You want them to actually? What if they surprised all of us and actually like got to oh. work on a whole bunch of stuff? Well, <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Hey, actually, right. we sat down together. We figured out some stuff on childcare services, whatnot. Okay, let's uh, let's start. Assembly Bill Seventeen. Let's oh, go. That'd be no. fantastic, amazing. No, of course <laughs> no, not. not. Of course not. But if you want to be memorable, I mean, you should do more than just do the one hammer, right? If you want to do something to like, I don't know, leave a mark. Or, or maybe it's a way to, like, I don't know. Send a message? Yeah, send a message back to the governor's office, maybe. Hey, we're not doing this. We told you we're not doing this. So, so hear me out. Hear me out. Say, like, you know, Voss and uh, Majority Leader Tyler August, like, go out there and, like, change it up a little bit. Right? So you do that, okay. and then... And what effect is this having? <laughs> well, then maybe Voss, you know, starts... There you go. <laughs> Just a, just a, yeah, like a little shot, going. a little subtle shot back. Yeah. You know, something like that. I don't know. What do you think of that? We're, or, not, we're not just ending this session. We're really ending this session. Say so the speaker comes out with a little washboard. Oh, that's a, Ooh, that's a washboard. Yeah, let's bring that up a bit. Let's change it up a little bit. Maybe it's a little bit more spicy. There you go. Those are the gavels. <laughs> Where did you get the bells? <laughs> That's a washboard there, so he's got all that stuff. Just he's Mix a little it. dance in there, yeah. too. So you got the representative August is still just, you know, giving, laying the beat. They're making eye contact yeah. now. Now is when you come in. Yeah, and then Voss strolls in and, and maybe pulls out the mouth harp, right? <laughs> Looking at all the, the, huh? the media huh? there. You like that? Raising the eyebrows of the media. Huh? Well, you're going to want to roll on this, you guys, <laughs> you're the TV. You're going to want to roll tape on this. Here we go. Yeah, right. How awesome would that be? Like, that would be memorable. Yeah, no, this is the session. That, this is what we're would, doing today. That would make the news if you busted out a mouth. For sure. Or, I mean, you could even go one more. You could even go bigger than that. You could try something that's, like, really remarkable. You could even, like, pull out the talk box. Huh? Like, really do something? Where are you getting all this? like we do. Goes Frampton on it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> do something different. Something different, be memorable, that way you're changing the narrative a little bit. So something different would be, you know, discussing legislation, but instead, <laughs> yeah. absent, absent yeah. that, okay, right. at least don't get out the same way. Yeah, just Send go out, yeah, go in with a punch, like really leave a mark. We are super done doing this. Gavel in and gavel out. On Wisconsin's morning news, what is happening with the uh, United Auto Workers? Uh, there's a little bit of there's, movement. Is there movement? A little bit. So uh, obviously there are still UAW strikers walking the picket it's line. It's exciting but very scary because the unknown. You don't know when you're going to get that full paycheck again. You don't know when you're going to get back in there to work again. So that's a UAW worker there. Now, the union says it's going to expand its strike against the big three if there isn't serious progress in negotiations by noon on Friday. I don't know how you define 
serious progress. But as of now, you may recall, there's only three plants that currently have strikers. They picked three specific plants that they knew would leave a mark, if you will. But not everyone is striking. Chris Van Cleve with CBS. He's in uh, Wayne, Michigan. They've already walked out of three plants, one belonging to each of the big three automakers, Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler parent, Stellantis. We understand that negotiations, conversations are continuing between the big three and the UAW. However, at this point, none of the automakers has presented a cohesive new deal. So layoffs could start at other locations as the strike limits the industry supply chain, of course. So we could start seeing some layoffs. And also, I, I, I wondered about this, about who and whether or not they, they're worried about leverage right now, I'm not sure. But I wondered if the big three had more leverage, given the fact that they only picked three plants initially to do the strike at. And the reason was is because it's tough to live off the strike pay. I mean, Going on strike is hard. Yeah. Right. It's hard on those workers. Right, absolutely. It, it is a sacrifice. So I wondered if knowing that if the big three were like, okay, well, they're only doing these three plants because seriously they don't want to go on strike, and how long could they get away with it? I wondered if the big three would sit and hang on that and wait on them. But it sounds like anyway that there is a little bit of movement, and if they get serious progress made, at least by Friday, then they won't continue to strike, or at least they won't add locations to the strike. What else is interesting, too, is you mentioned layoffs and things like that. I mean, the, the ripple effects of how a strike can affect other people who may not be represented by right, UAW. Right. And you're seeing this a little bit in the writer's strike, with a couple of people trying either coming back and then not coming back with their shows, or Bill Maher is mm -hmm. one who said, look, I've got a staff of people who aren't part of the Screen Actors Guild, aren't part of the Writers Guild, whatever, and I need to put these people to work, so we're going to do, do a show. Right. And I appreciate where you guys are, but we're going to do a show. Um, and you don't you hate to see people divided, but they have divided interests. There definitely, I think, has been some solidarity to the writer's strike that was not anticipated. I think the... Uh the movie studios or whatnot were like, whoa, okay, this is this is for real. I think they kind of assumed at some point they could get them to give a little bit more. Um, but that one, it sounds like, anyway, there's a little bit of movement as well. But as of now, nothing nothing doing as far as the writer's strike goes. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> 836, Wisconsin's Morning News. Here come the pigs. Big news from Madison last night. The Madison Common Council okaying a proposal that would allow people to have a single pig within city limits in the capital city. This was a thing? Like, people were asking for this? So this was, clamoring for pigs? Yeah, this was an issue because there's a very popular pig that kind of hangs out near a bicycle trail there. I mean, it, it has an owner, but will hang by this bike trail in Madison. It's The pig's name is Rudy. Um, and, and people will stop. Yes, it is. Like, actually, it's fascinating. WIC-TV did a great uh, story about how, like, people love seeing this pig. Like, love it's, seeing Rudy. Yeah, popular pig that, like, bicyclists will actually stop and, and pet and then take off. And uh, one person complained, saying, wait a minute, you're not supposed to have a pig in Madison. So the Common Council looked like into in it. Like, in your home. In the, we're talking about city of Madison. Yes. Yes. In so the, this isn't out on a farm in Dane County. Right. Somewhere. No, in the city. The pig would need to be less than two feet tall. I think they go by the shoulders, and weigh less than 300 pounds. And the ordinance requires the animal to be microchipped and whatnot, just like any other pet. Okay. So the pigs are there. They had one person complain. One, one, one objector. Yeah, one person uh, testified. We're kind of going down a slippery slope. I mean, you're allowing the chickens. 
I mean, I don't know what's next going to be allowed. <laughs> oh. Yeah, maybe it's goats next. Goats, sheep, why not? I don't know, but yeah, slippery slope. Now, if you're allowing the pigs, then what else is going to happen? Oh, fair enough. I mean, and more and more communities have started to allow chickens as people were wanting either for cost purposes, although didn't we do a story on how you know, for you to realize a real cost savings on eggs by raising your own yeah, chickens? Yeah, it's not like, really... But, not a great reason, but a lot of folks like the, the natural aspect of it. I know exactly where I think, you know, the farm-to-table thing. I'm doing it in my own yard. So the pig's name, the one is, there's only two pigs that we know of in Madison. One is Rudy. The other one is like Baconessa is her name. So okay. those are, it always has to be something similar to bacon or, or See, I, like that. Still, I love sticking with people names for animals. That's funny all the time, right? So the pig's name was Steve. Terry. John. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had a buddy who had a cat named Steve. Yeah, I, can I think that's pretty that. funny, yeah, right? Yeah, Bruce the pig. But you know the guy, the guy's objection, and uh, I guess I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm agnostic on it. I, I don't, I don't have a strong yes or no on on this. But there's a reason that we did separate out urban living from agricultural living, and that's people and large numbers of animals in close proximity. Then you bring in the prospect for disease spreading rapidly when you have, you know, I mean, there's a reason we call it bird flu. There's a reason we call it swine flu. These are diseases that started in animals, made the jump to humans and, you know, caused outbreaks, if not worse. And so, you know, when you separate that out, at least you can contain it on the farm or things like that. Also, they would attract predators, right? Coyotes and stuff. Ah, sure. A pig more than a dog. I don't think the coyote's there to bother the dog too much initially, but if you got a whole bunch of chickens back there... Well, here's some more from the guy. Now you better lock up the You're dog. just allowing more animals that should be on the farm into the city. And they will say that they don't smell any more than dogs, but I think they do, because right now I live next to 16 chickens on eight on either side of my yard, and they do smell. <laughs> <laughs> I got a neighbor who's got chickens. We can hear them in the morning. They don't bother me at all, but... You can hear them in the morning. I wonder how you ever, you ever walk over there and steal an egg or two? No, I do not steal an egg or two, uh, nor have I ever actually seen the chickens. The kids said they've you know, kind of tried to peek over there. You should make friends with them. Don't bother me Fresh at all. eggs? Are you kidding me? I go to the farmer's market and get eggs. Do you steal those? <laughs> Why did I get accused of stealing this morning? <laughs> yes, that sounds that's on brand with me. Yeah, I swear and they so. are noisy. Oh, there you go. 840 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Pushing you up till nine o'clock, Wisconsin's morning news. Got a document update. We haven't had one of these in a while. Really classified document update. Let's get to it. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. All right. So this deals with the former president. We're learning now that former President Donald Trump's, one of his former assistants, who at one point had a desk outside the Oval Office, told investigators that her former boss used the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago to write her notes. <laughs> to, like, scribble on and say, like, okay, now do this quick, do this for me. Molly Michael was one of Donald Trump's closest aides. According to sources familiar with her, with what she has told federal investigators, she said that Donald Trump wrote her notes, lists of things to do on the back of documents that had clear classification markings, essentially treating those documents as if they were scrap paper. 
Like we bring home for the kids, right? Like you bring home for the kids to color on. Right. I remember like doing that all the time. My Absolutely. wife used to do that all the time when our kids were little. Yeah, just grab a bunch out of the recycle bin yeah. or wherever it is. Or hey, you know, we use this earlier. It's just got a couple <laughs> lines on it. Flip or it over. Scribble a couple lines. Okay, here's what I need you to do. I need you to call the uh, the president of Serbia. I need you to also make sure that you get McConnell on the phone. Here, write that down here for me quick, and then okay. I'll take a grande latte. <laughs> this way that never mind the iranian conflict potential notes on the other side of this piece of paper that's classified but go ahead so the natural skepticism for anything of these reports of what's been said before they actually come out and are in documents because we had a lot of that during russia collusion of well here's a report based on a source that told me the president did this and the president eh, did that i don't know i don't know if this is the same so my my push uh, my, my pullback from that is this isn't her out there saying it no. She's got nothing to gain from this. In fact, probably didn't much care to talk to the FBI about any of this stuff. Molly Michael was involved in handling, handling many of the boxes that were later seized by the FBI. She has since resigned, by the way. Even taking the pictures of those boxes for Trump that later appeared in the special counsel's indictment. So she had to take pictures of these boxes. They ended up now part of the indictment. Molly Michael told investigators that when she told Trump that the FBI wanted to speak with her, the former president replied... You know nothing about the boxes. <laughs> Play dumb, essentially, is what he told boxes. her. Boxes. I don't know. Uh, like that's not that. That may not sit well with investigators as they're looking through it. So clearly, she has been part to, or, uh, cooperating with investigators in their investigation. Documents case kind of taking a back seat to all the other legal entanglements that yeah. we focused on. Lots of late. Going that's on. still out there. Uh, today, nearly two dozen heads of state scheduled to address the UN General Assembly ongoing. As those meetings roll on in New York City this week, Tuesday was the big headliners. You want to be on day one for addressing the General Assembly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. U.S. among them, President Biden using much of his time to blast Russia for the war on Ukraine, pledging and trying to rally support for Ukraine from around the world. The United States, together with our allies and partners around the world, will continue to stand with the brave people of Ukraine as they defend their sovereignty and territorial integrity and their freedom. Really was hoping to deliver that line a little bit better, but nonetheless, message understood. Russian President Vladimir Putin, notably absent from the meetings, you know, we've been pointing that out. Hard for him to go anywhere in the world as the threat of him being arrested for war crimes is out there. So that's why he didn't go, you think? Well, I don't, I don't know that he has any business with any of these folks anyway. Like, Yeah, what's uh, he going to say? Right? <laughs> what What is there to talk about, yeah. right? Because... Not just with America, not just with even Western nations, Russia bashing a common theme throughout Tuesday's meeting in the speeches. Al Jazeera News posted like a live blog of all the world leaders who took to the dais. Okay. Would you say how you sure the podium, Mm -hmm. if you will? Uh, President of Japan, German Chancellor Scholz, President of Czech Republic, even the president of Iran claiming that his country does not support the war in Ukraine. So they were lining up to bash Russia. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky announcing uh, or being announced for his speech. On behalf of the General Assembly, I have the honor to welcome His Excellency Vladimir Zelensky, President of Ukraine, and invite him to address the Assembly. Rousing applause. Looked the same as he always does. Had an olive, I don't know, sort of a collared shirt, mm-hmm. olive pants, monochromatic. Yeah. Got his 15 minutes. He spent the time pleading his case before the world. He had a good zinger in there saying that he knows and and this to you know the eye the eye rolls when the president of Iran says, Oh yeah, no, we're not we're not for this war either. We're not back in Russia in this. Well mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that. So I, 
Zelensky knows that other nations are tiptoeing around with Russia. I mean, obviously, you have North Korean leader Kim Jong-un traveling sure. to meet, talk about maybe sending armaments to Russia. But there's a lot of money that right. goes back and forth. And he's saying, yeah, I've heard that. And here's his zinger about uh, those nations who might be quietly backing Russia. And I'm aware of the attempts to make some shady dealings behind the scenes. Evil cannot be trusted. Ask Prigozhin if one bets on Putin's promises. <laughs> oh, dropping Prigozhin. There you go. Evgeny Prigozhin, if you remember the Wagner leader, widely believed to have now been assassinated right. by the order of the Russians after his short-lived coup attempt. Yeah, ask him how that worked out when he believed Putin's promises. Wow. So warning shot to the other nations. And actually kind of a larger theme of Zelensky's very emotional address. His attempts to make support for his nation kind of less about Ukraine, Ukraine v. Russia, and more really about the security of the whole world. While Russia is pushing the world to the final war, Ukraine is doing everything to ensure that after Russian aggression, no one in the world will dare to attack any nation. Weaponization must be restrained. War crimes must be punished. Deported people must come back home. And the occupier must return to their own land. We must be united to make it. And we'll do it. Slava Ukraine. And that cat knows how to work a room. Oh, yeah. Right? He's really good at it. And it's great. I mean, that's what he needs to do. He's doing his best job at running a country that's being invaded. The uh, front end of his thing, we call it, Russia is trying to push the world to the final war, alluding to the fact that the Russians have talked about talked about nuclear warfare. Well, you know, we don't know what would happen. Right. We might, might, you know, just saying... The, the specter of that having been raised, that's what he means by the final war. You start messing around with that, right? Mm-hmm. Russia's trying to push the world, he says, to the final war. And the rest of the planet needs to come to continue to support him. Now, that's going to be continued to be debated. I, don't, I still am kind of, I don't, don't know what's right because um, you keep wanting me to get my buddy Scahill back on the air. Well, yeah, because you got a former, what, Tosa East classmate who's been a war reporter and lives overseas and and he says what ultimately what's going to happen whether it's now or 18 months from now is that russia is going to end up getting some land there's a brokered peace that has to be had so while and and he's no defender of putin uh, absolutely right or, he's absolutely or russia right. but him his point is and this point has been made by others that if you have to get to a brokered peace at some point, do it now before thousands, yeah. tens of thousands more Ukrainians and Russians die. Right. If that ultimately is where we end up a year from now, two years from now, do it before all those thousands more yeah. people have to die. What's the end game? Right. And can we get to the end game sooner without so many people being killed? Fair point that will continue to be debated in Washington as they look at another multi-billion dollar funding package uh, that could be on the table for Ukraine. Which. We did talk earlier, and you know, a couple of people got bent out of shape on the text line and thought it was disrespectful. I meant no disrespect to the President Zelensky. I asked, honestly, like, how happy is he to be in America right now? They put these guys up at the Waldorf or wherever they're staying, right? And given the stress of uh, what it's like to be in Ukraine. I mean, he's in a nice, fluffy bed. He's in probably luxury accommodations, all the food he, you know, he wants to order. Enjoying like, the robes. How, how, how much of a hurry is he to get back? And, of course, the guy's a patriot. He's a warrior, and you know, back him and his effort. I've loved this guy. I think he's been great for the world to be on the stage. But like in all sincerity, he's got to be thinking like it's pretty good over here, right? 
want to stay a few, a few extra of these meetings. This thing goes for like a couple of weeks. Most of these guys are He's in and out. He's not staying that long. <laughs> it's like, There's no way. He'll meet with anybody. President of Zambia needs to have a meeting. I'm that not till next week. Well, I guess, guess we got to stay. Please let me just stay a couple more days. Eight fifty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Should be a pretty nice day. We still, boy, what is with these showers hanging around in Kenosha County? They just kind of keep bubbling up, and they won't they won't move out over the lake. Getting a nice little rain, maybe? How about that? Everybody else looking at sunny skies today, or at least partly sunny, is the call in the forecast from Brendan Johnson. Brendan's got a high of 80 degrees today, mostly cloudy tonight, low down to 63. And our current temp in that neighborhood, we're at 66 right now. Steve Scafidi, Sandy Max with WTMJ now are up next. You got Gary Sinise on yesterday. Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Is he, he cool about that? Does he talk about being Lieutenant Dan? You know what? It was very... He knows he's Lieutenant Dan, He right? embraces cool. it, Good. and it's been part of this whole evolution of his inspiration to be involved in helping veterans when he's not doing those creative pursuits like being in Forrest Gump and directing plays, but he shared with us his whole journey. The gal he married has Vietnam veterans in her family. So that was kind of how he first got exposed to those powerful stories. And then in the 80s, when he was at the Chicago Steppenwolf Theater, he was part of a play called Tracers that was all about Vietnam veterans, and that was really impactful. And then that helped shape his role as Lieutenant Dan. I love you, Jenny. Uh, <laughs> that's all you're going to get. Uh, but in Forrest Gump. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow that helped shape that. And then in, in the next decade, it was September 11th that just hit him in the gut. And then he started the Lieutenant Dan Band as a fundraiser, as a way to raise money to help wounded military, and then evolved into the Gary Sinise Foundation, which was why we talked to him. The Gary Sinise Foundation is working with Skylight Music Theater to put on a play called Last Out, Elegy of a Green Beret, which is a veteran-written play, veteran-acted play, that's going to be Friday and two performances on Saturday. It is free to military members and their families, first responders and their families. That's awesome. Yeah, and and families of fallen heroes. And if you aren't any of those, you're just a civilian who wants to see a powerful performance and really well done, $25 and ticket proceeds go to benefit the Gary Sinise Foundation to keep this work going.